October 21st, everyone. Welcome to Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we discuss all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Today we are talking about Treehouse of Horror 21. Uh, the intro starts with Bart and Homer carving jack-o'-lanterns. Uh, Homer bends over and Bart takes the opportunity to carve, put a jack-o'-lantern face into Homer's pants. Homer gets really mad, and a brawl ensues between the two, getting kind of violent. They just start beating each other with whatever they can find. But it's revealed that this is actually playing on Professor Frink's TV, and he pauses it with his DVR remote, and he tells the audience that if they find the content of this year's Halloween special objectionable, just simply fast forward with their remote. So he starts fast forwarding through Homer and Bart's fight and it gets really intense. Like Bart runs over Homer with the lawnmower. Homer's beating Bart with uh, tombstones. I think there was some other stuff there as well. He stabs him in the neck with a pitchfork. That was it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, they, they really went at it. But then Professor Frank speeds up the fast forwarding and you see a few frames from throughout the from throughout the episode, and Frank is just like, "Oh dear, I've spoiled the whole episode. I don't deserve to live anymore." So he turns the remote on himself, fast forwards, and you see him just aging, 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 dead skeleton dust falls onto the ground as a pile of dust, which blows away and reveals the um, title "Trials of Horror 21," and then Frankenstein's monster comes up out of nowhere <laughs> and takes the DVR remote and says, Monster will watch The Office, Dunder Mifflin, just like Monster's workplace. And then it goes into a monster version of The Office opening titles. Very accurate. Very random. That was a thing we saw. The, uh, which... I'm sure that means more to people who have actually seen The Office. I'm like one of like Ten people who haven't apparently. The um, I would like to like actually like to see that version, or at least have them do at least one episode with all the monsters yeah. doing their version of the Office. That'd be great. Like I liked the zombie microwaving a brain for his lunch. Yeah. Uh, you had a mummy putting a piece of paper through a shredder, but his wrap gets caught in it. Yeah, it's a, it was a very accurate depiction of the Office opening. Mm. Uh, the office for me, the office has had its moments, but I'm way more of a Parks and Rec person than an office person. Uh, once the office hit a certain point, it just stopped being funny. Whereas Parks and Rec, I thought started a little weak in its first season, but got very strong afterwards and stayed strong. I saw the first episode of The Office and never went back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the first. The, the first season felt very sterile to me. Um, seasons two and three are probably the best of The Office, and then after that, I, I think four has some good stuff in it, and five was a little mixed, but six is where it really just fell off to me. Yeah. Fair enough. The um, uh, but I also did love a very specific sight gag that um, from this intro that I that I like when Doc when the doctor goes through a X-ray machine and you see a xenomorph inside of him. Oh yeah. The um, which I laughed really hard. Yeah, he goes through this X-ray and there's a xenomorph and it's got the full Xeno head, 
but it's not even in the chest area. It's by his testicle area. I'm like, what? It's in his womb. I, I have so many questions. You <laughs> do, but no answers. Simpsons biology. That's a book we should write. The uh, I oh, don't God. have the time, the, the patience, or I'm willing to even a- acknowledge that. Who was it actually a big fan of this intro? Um, this is like the second episode in a row they use the iconic the Universal monsters. Universal, and it's yeah. like they use Doctor Frankenstein's like lab a lot for these triosis. I understand why, but like. At this point, I'm kind of just tired of seeing the same. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got to like, use those old washed-up um, monsters. But I, I like the monsters, and in all honesty, I, I actually liked the Office spoof more than the DVR yeah. thing. That's when I got into it. Like yeah. as soon as like the Office spoof got in, because I, I wasn't a big fan during like the beginning of the the intro. Yeah, it was a very. It was a very weak version mm-hmm. of those old intros when Marge would come yeah. out and say, "If you don't want to, if you don't want your kids to watch this, because it's basically what Professor Frank said," and just he the, just the, he just made it a more modern version yeah. of the same message. Mm-hmm. Sure. My, my issue again was just I'm tired of seeing the same like landscape. I'm tired of seeing the same like location wise, well, which is fair. like the lab. Frankenstein's Doctor Frankenstein's lab is what I'm tired of seeing. The Frankenstein's uh, episode. Dr. Frank. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, even call him Frankenstein. I, I guess well, I, I meant like the laboratory. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I just don't care because it's like, I, I thought this was an okay intro. I didn't really think much of it, but I mean the office part. I'm like, I just don't care. Like I, I could never get into the office. Like I, I finally sat down. I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is boring. But there's just something about it. I'm like, I just don't feel like watching it. And Parks and Rec know. is way more fulfilling. Like it, it's it like seems said, like o- it the is. The Office has like two and three are good seasons, and there are good episodes spread throughout that are legitimately funny. But as a whole, Parks and Rec was consistently hilarious, and I think it's by the same creator. Yeah. And, and, Ru- and Ron is your spirit animal. Who the hell is Ron? The um, Ron Swanson. Oh, Swanson. oh, that's right. Parks and Rec is Ron Swanson. I'm yeah. yeah one of these days I'm gonna sit down and watch. And also, Parks and Rec's that uh, what's his name? Um, Chris Pr- uh, Chris Pratt. Chris yeah, Pratt. yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, that's where he started. I, I'm Brandon. I'm almost like ready to get back to like the the couch gags at this point. Like I'm yeah. getting tired of the intro. Like um, I want to go back to the couch gags. Like I know yeah. that. Um, like I, because like there was. That period of time where we did have, like, you know, there was the era of the warning intros. And then there was also the wraparounds, and we got away from the wraparounds. And then there was that era of just super quick intros. Um, Like, one of them was literally just, like, a headless crusty throwing his head at the screen. And that's the title. And then we had the... um, the one with the ratings board guy, the Fox sensor getting stabbed by the TV rating. That was a very quick one. So we that, had that. That was actually funny. So, yeah, but we had that era of super quick ones, mm-hmm. and now we're in that era of like they're getting a little more elaborate, but not that elaborate. Um, we are approaching the era where they get super elaborate. Uh, there's one in particular that's actually one of my not just. One of my favorite intros for a Treehouse of Horror, but just one of my favorite intros for a Simpsons episode, period. All I right. forget which year it is, but you will know it when you see it. And it's actually the best part of that Treehouse of Horror. Of course. Um, but of course, we'll get to that when we actually get to it. So yeah, this is kind of the era where it's like the intros are still pretty short. Um, 
and they're basically just like extended gags. Yeah, there's actually one intro coming up in the next handful of episodes that's practically as long as an actual segment, if you ask me. And it did not work, in my opinion, but we'll get to that when we get to that one. Um, but yeah, it's this one. Was, this intro was a smirk. It wasn't as good as the last one with the classic monsters at the Halloween mm-hmm. party cheating on their wives. I thought that was a much better use of the Universal Monsters. Yeah. Um, whereas here, even though I liked the Universal Monsters part more than the DVR remote, it did come out of nowhere. All right, so let's bring it to our first story, War and Pieces. Mark. Oh, you mean Jumanji? Yes. Because that's what the fuck it is. It's Jumanji. The, um, so this episode uh, starts out with Bart and Milhouse playing a very violent video game. Uh, <laughs> very violent, sure. The, uh, I mean, it was violent for them. Uh, to Marge, it was violent. Correct. Anything and, with a gun to her is violent. Pretty much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that checks out. The, uh, but, um, except for that one shitty episode. She says, you know, oh, this is the one with the, uh, the where the pastor said not to play it. And he's like, he's playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Walks across the screen in a suit of battle armor, just shooting whatever the fuck they're shooting. I yeah. have no idea what, either soldiers or zombies, I don't remember. The, um, uh, which is pretty great. And then... Marge says, well, you know, stop, you know, um, uh, you know, these, you know, mom, these aren't actually violent in real life. And then Milhouse gets knocked in the eye. Yeah, because they were playing with, like, those the Wii. Wii remotes. Yep. Remember those? If you're not careful, you can oh, hit yeah. somebody standing right next to you. Dude, that actually, there were actually a warning label, like, right before you turn, uh, when you turn on the Wii in the loading screen, it would actually say, um, please use the wrist handle because you may, uh, you may accidentally release these handles and, and damage property or I love seeing the videos where somebody's playing something and they'll swing their arm forward, but the freaking remote will fly out of their hand to get launched <laughs> into the TV. Oh screen. man! It's like, oh fuck! Yeah, that you know, that's heartbreaking. It yeah, is. It is. It is. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, especially for you, Brandon. So anyway, so Millhouse gets hit hit in the eye. He says, "Oh my, la- my lazy my eye. Not lazy eye. Oh my, not lazy eye." Um, <laughs> it's just great. Which is such a Millhouse. Oh my god! It's yeah. just such a Millhouse. Um, uh, so Marge brings it up to the attic, um, and uh, they go ahead and play, and Marge accidentally, uh, you know, uh, says, oh, these, these board games are nice and safe, and then accidentally hits him in the other eye, his actual lazy eye, um, so now Milhouse is blind, the, um... <laughs> So, um, and even Marge... It, she it, gives that look like, you motherfucker. <laughs> even she was, like, tired of Millhouse's bullshit. The, uh, like, it's just that person, like, that's always broken that you meet. They're allergic to everything. Everything is, is always a fucking disaster to them. They always get hurt. Like, they're, they're worse than Buzz Killington. Fucking Millhouse. Um, everyone, everyone has a Millhouse. Um, or at least, at least known a Millhouse in your life. Marge leaves uh, uh, Millhouse and Bart to play. They rattle off um, every possible generic version of a game. Just ravenous, like ravenous rhinos. Yeah, <laughs> Funopoly. <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing. Yatsu. There is nothing fun about Monopoly. Monopoly is a is a game of life and death. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I love Monopoly, especially Star Wars edition. Dude, friends and family members' relationships are destroyed with Monopoly. Yeah. You know what? I've never had that problem with Monopoly. I've only played it with one friend of mine, and we used to play it all the fucking time, but... Yeah. 
Did like no, no, okay. Here's the real rule to Monopoly. Nobody ever plays it a hundred percent correct. Everybody yeah. has their own set of rules for Monopoly. It, my dad constantly wants everybody to play Monopoly with him, but he's like, he, but they're like, no, you you do that shit in real life. I'm not, I'm you know not what? Playing, like, I, I kind of want to play. I, no, I want to play Star Wars Monopoly with him just because I'm gonna try to throw his ass off. <laughs> he will he will destroy or, you in any Monopoly game. Or How I can up would it, shell out the money for the out of print Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Monopoly. That's a thing. Ooh. That is a thing. Oh really? my god! All right, yeah. Let's keep talking. I'm gonna see these prices on eBay. But no, I want to fight your uh, father in Star Wars Episode One Monopoly just because I want to see if I can win. I like how, how? he said fight, not play. Because that's what it's going to be. I don't know, man. Dude, he's got good, some experience on you. the fuck <laughs> luck, bro. I'm going to outcap All right, all right. So, 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 remember that joke that Robin Williams made about, about that when he's talking about, oh, talking about Bill Gates? And then, like, you know, Mr... When a senator's interviewing, Mr. Gates, why didn't you know you were creating a monopoly? Oh, Monopoly's just a game, Senator. I'm trying to control the fucking world. <laughs> That's how my dad treats Monopoly. So they rattle off a few random names, and then they finally um, uh, come across Satan's path. At, at first, it's just a box with a whole bunch of dust on it. And I like how when Bart blows off the dust, the dust just goes right into Milhouse's face, and he's just rubbing his eyes again. Oh, God. They don't bring attention to it, but it's it's there, and it happens. So oh. I want to make sure we cover that Milhouse got it in one eye, then the other eye, then both eyes. Because your life is just fucked. It's a, it's a metaphor for Milhouse's life. So they go ahead and they say, let's play it. Um, uh, so they go ahead and play it. Uh, the the house begins to rumble in a little bit, and then um, uh, a whole bunch of craziness comes on. A giant tornado comes through the attic where they're at um, uh, and sucks all the board games out the window. Then they discover that the entire world has become all the board games that they have um, uh, they have been not playing, all the knockoffs of different games. And then they say, well, how the fuck are we going to get out of this mess? And Lisa's like, well, my Latin's a little rusty, but... Um, apparently you gotta finish the, uh, finish the game, so... And then what happens if we don't finish? You have to deal with more nonsense like that, and then you see, <laughs> like, a Yahtzee cup, and different characters turn into dice. The, uh, which Zach and I both laughed at the same which, time. before that, there was a lot of other things. Uh, there was, like, the three cops on the chessboard, and Chief Wiggum gets crushed by the knight. Um, it, and dude, how like I I felt like I guess I'm in a Family Guy world. Like yeah. I I felt like a White Knight joke coming on. I was waiting for it. I too. was I'm waiting surprised for it. They didn't do it. The uh, was, this, this was what 2010. This would have been 2010. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm. yeah maybe. Um, uh, your Family Guy has uh, influenced us heavily over in, the years. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, uh, but um, but yeah, she he. Um, uh, Chief Wiggum was uh, was like, um, uh, you know, said something besides checkmate. Yeah, um, he said something that looked like it's game, set, and match for me. And Lou says, I think you mean checkmate. I'm dying, Lou. Cut me a break. <laughs> <laughs> do people say checkmate in chess, though? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- th- that's how you, that you, yeah, you win by uh, checkmate. I thought I, I thought that was just a checkers thing. I don't know. It's been no, that no. checkers years since I me. Yeah, yeah, it's king me. Oh. The, it's uh, been so long since I played a game in chess. I think, yeah, two thousand eight when I was in eighth grade. Hmm. Yep, that's the, the last time I played chess. I was yeah. I, um, too busy being beat by everybody else. It's that whole family. beginning part with all like the townspeople and like board game situations. Like I thought they were funny, but they were rattled off so fast. 
I'm having trouble remembering them. There, yeah, there, there is, is a lot one of them. other I remember, but it comes back later on. Oh, I mean, so I'm going to wait till there. Homer was it was with Shoots uh, and Ladders, right? Um, and then they ended up getting into Scrabble, where where Millhouse. Um, uh, yeah, the letters were floating in the lake. Like, oh, that's how it started because they because they uh, did Battleship. They went right. on to go play Battleship. They ended up getting um, uh, getting sunk. Skinner called B seven, and they got their battleship got sunk. I don't remember that thing only taking one hit. You had to hit the whole freaking thing in order to see. They have ship. seven minutes here, Zach, to tell a story. Well, yeah, yeah, you got to get going. So they ended up uh, falling, and then Millhouse reenacts Titanic and says, "I can't live," and then basically just scrabble pieces. Wait, 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 guys. So As that's Zach's heart goes on. So that's a thing. <laughs> so that's a thing that just happened, um, uh, and it was recorded. The uh, anyway, uh, Jesus. Um, uh, so they they continue to uh, um, to they do. They should have called that one Titanic. Do you have something we could throw at him? The puns are back. The uh, what do you mean that one? <laughs> the, the the puns are back. It hurts. The and bad it, ones are back. The bad ones are back. And then okay, so and then also, um, Flanders' kids get trapped in that in that one. Yes. What the fuck was that? It was game like called? that plastic tube. Yes. With the marbles on top. The marbles on top, and you have like these like plastic sticks straws. that you put in the yeah. holes. I don't I, know what it's called, but I. Same. I've seen the game before. Never played it. Don't know how to play it. I just know that it it's a game. Very, that very big when we were kids. Yeah. Um, well, so I were think, all those other fucking games. <laughs> I think what the ob- like I remember playing it like once or twice when I was a kid. What I think it was was that you put the sticks in, and it's like you put the stick in, and it comes out through the other side, and you put all them in, and you put the marbles on top, and one by one you take turns taking. One of the plastic it's, straws it, out. It's a version of Jenga. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Like, it's yeah, like, like whoever extra... drops all the marbles to the bottom loses. Yeah, I was gonna say that seems like a flawed version to a degree because you could just come up with like a pattern because it's like there's only so many holes you can put the sticks in, right? Well, dude, it's the same thing with it's the same thing with Jenga, dude. Like you, you have to take off a brick, a brick, you know, without yeah. it actually collapsing. But then there's also that whole butterfly effect of. The marbles are going to fall just a little bit differently each time you play. That is correct. You know what? That is a very fair point. That is a very, very fair point. Um, so they get trapped at the bottom. I can't remember where everybody else was yeah, at. Marge was, a... was stuck in Clue. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, um, uh, you know, I, I suspected a Colonel Ketchup that you, that you killed him with a, uh, with a lamp in the library. It's like, well, he was going to leave me, and I'm 60 years old. I'm too I... old to find somebody else. <laughs> the, and um... Marge just gives the same look again, like, hmm. The um, uh, I didn't I didn't know so. that that Colonel Ketchup was gay, but neither did I. The, I also uh, didn't know his name was Ketchup. The uh, it's Colonel Mustard, but they're 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 clearly. I don't think that's they, arguably worse. They did not want to pay the rights to Hasbro or Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers, whatever, or anybody. The um, uh, so clearly. And then we had the mystery date thing. With oh yeah, yeah. Fred and Kane and Kodos came in for the mystery date. Another um, shoehorn. That, that's kind of. Really upsetting because you had a real opportunity to do something cool with them, but instead you do that bullshit mystery door date thing. I mean, it works. This is boring. Come on. The, I mean, what, what else would you would you have done? I don't know any other game. Get creative. Use them with the battleships. The uh, True. give them like a super ship or something. Like, like I don't know, just something more entertaining. It worked though. Yeah. I mean, it, it did. It didn't work. I don't like maybe like like a creepy crawlers game. Like I would have done. 
you know. Again, there are so many other things that they could have been used for, but th this was just another one. We have to put them in there? Yep. How much time do we have? Uh, I don't feel like putting so much work into this. Fuck it, just put it behind a door. It was harmless, but it was also kind of... You don't get Kang and Kodos interaction. Like, they said nothing. Like, you got a yeah. couple mouth noises, and that was this it. This was definitely, in my opinion, one of the worst shoehorns they've done so far. I like, would I wouldn't is... say... I would not say worse. I would... It, the Dr. Moreau thing is, is yeah, it's, my It's definitely absolute... one of the weaker ones, but it's not as bad as the literal tacked-on ones. But as far as, like, them legitimately showing up in the episode i would say this is one of the worst ones of that type okay i'll give you that yeah. one i'll give you that just i think it's one of the worst it. ones i don't know if it's the worst but it's definitely no, one the, of the, the worst. worst i'd say is definitely the island of dr hibbert where yeah, it's the problem with that one is i do not remember it it was literally the episode ended and then it cuts to them on the spaceship and you have the exact same animation of the island in their window that you saw from before and they're just like, that island is shaped like our number four. Makes you think, doesn't it? Ship flies off. Credits. Like, it was so obviously tacked on. Yeah, it was bad. After the fact. Bad. Fair. Either way, both of them, stupid. So, so Bart battles through a bunch of the different games. Um, he finally, um, uh, finally tries to reach to Mousetrap. Or, final challenge. Or the final challenge. And then he realizes that he's being chased by the Crazy Eights. Um, uh, the, which was great. Um, so he ends up pulling out one of well, the... Well, he, he remembers what did video games teach him. Oh, yeah, kill, kill, kill. Nice, of course. Um, which they uh, that's exactly what they teach us. That is not what video games teach people. Thank you. Uh, the, video games are a positive influence, Mark. The, uh, anyway, so uh, so he pulls out one of the uh, one of the sticks, crushes... From, yep, crush, from uh, the Rod and Todd Flanders in, thing. Indeed. Um, uh, and then crushes both of them, which is pretty fucking Into hilarious. Into a bloody pulp. Yeah. yeah, that was great. They uh, became a pool of blood. It was great. Yeah, even the sound bites where that was just like, damn. Yeah, it was, it was a good, <laughs> nice. it was a good damn moment. I haven't had a good old-fashioned damn moment yeah. in a while. Well, that just happened. The uh, so and then he goes ahead and stabs all the crazy eights, um, uh, basically riding some type of motorcycle with a cannon on the front. Um, stabs all of them and then blasts them with a cannon, which is a nice little another damn moment, which was pretty great. It's just like okay, well, alrighty then. Um, uh, so then he goes ahead and plays the entire game of Mousetrap, I suppose, um, and then and then you get to eat a little bit of Grandpa Simpson. Um, added in there, gets, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what. launched by a catapult, and he's like, this sure is an elaborate way to catch a mouse. Yes, yeah. Then gets landed in, um, uh, um, uh, in a little box, um, which should have dropped the trap, but I guess Grandpa Simpson is too light to drop the trap. But no, his bar is just like, this thing never works, and that thing never worked. Oh, it never yeah. worked. No, it never worked the way that it was described in the commercial. No. I was going to say, did any... Oh, okay, so how many of you have actually played the game? Because I've seen it, never played it. I, I tried it once at my cousin's house, along with, like, Don't Wake Dad, um, and both of them were awful. Never seen Don't Wake Dad before that one's like, I don't know. Like, I remember the name of that one, but I don't remember like what it was. Literally, like it's it, it's like you can't land on a certain space. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, it. Right into the first. I've already lost interest in this topic. Um, uh, so um, uh, they, it, Bart finally gets it to work. The mouse comes down. Um, then all the games uh, get sucked back in. Um, thus, the episode is done, I believe. No. Bart and Milhouse wake up in the attic, and they're just like, uh, forget these board games, we're just going to go play Hangman. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're actually at a gallows with nooses around their necks, 
and Bart's just like, wait, we only have one more, we still have one more letter, and it's like, it, camera pans up, and you see that it's obviously Wheel of Fortune with just a couple missing letters, and, and Milhouse, Milhouse just says, like, three, three isn't a letter, and Milhouse is like, stupid, stupid, and then the uh, nooses drop. The, uh, which was pretty decently dark. Killing them yeah. both. Decently dark. Like, there was a lot of good dark moments in there. Just, uh, like, drop silence. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oof. I kind of wish there was a snap or something, but I'm like, eh, well, shit, they went there. It's, it's kind of darker without a sound effect. It's yeah, like, a little bit. I mean, like, there was, there was quite a few, like, well, <laughs> well shit moments um, in this episode, which I appreciated. Um, this is a pretty fun episode. There were a lot of... It was very, it was very fast. It was a very yeah. fast episode, um, but there were a lot of fun things in here. Um, uh, good laughable moments, good character moments, especially for Millhouse. Um, uh, like this was a great like explanation of who Millhouse's character is. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, a, it was a fun, enjoyable episode. Yeah, I had a fun, I had a fun time with this one too. It wasn't the most elaborate episode and even though it wasn't the greatest plot it moved so fast and just kept the jokes coming that it was so fast paced that you just kind of don't care if the story is a little weak because it keeps moving and the jokes are there yeah that that'll definitely save most you know most of these type of things as long as the jokes work you can kind of get away with maybe not even having a middle you know a beginning middle and end i mean this did have a beginning it, ha- it certainly had a fucking end yeah and a lot of stuff in the middle, um, uh, you know. But the jokes yeah. worked and landed for me for the most part. And a lot of like, um, uh, you know, I, I've said this before. A stand-up comedian will always take a you know a damn over even a laugh. And there were definitely that you know yeah. shit. And on this one was so moment. fast-paced. That if there was a joke that didn't work, there was another one right around, right around the corner. Exactly. Exactly. Even with all like the good animation in this episode, I was losing interest. Like, my interest was, like, going in and out. Like, I enjoyed the, the beginning of it when they were playing the video games. And yeah. Marge was like, yeah, uh, Reverend said you shouldn't be playing these games. Well, he's in here. Um, and then I lose, like, interest a little bit until they, you know, the game, Satan's Path, rolls around. And I'm, you know, gaining my interest again. And then I lose it until Bart gets, you know, violent and starts killing the crazy um, eights. And that's when I got into it again. But... Yeah, in this, and out with this episode for me. Yeah, this one was uh, it was interesting. Very, eh, I guess I don't know. Again, wasn't terrible. It had its nah. moments, but I'm probably gonna forget about it pretty soon. All right. The uh, you did say interesting though. Like, what was interesting? I mean, I like the idea of like you know the whole Jumanji thing being sucked into a like a world mm. full of board games and stuff. I just think that or what rather they, the board games coming to our world. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I just think that. They just didn't do anything really that great with it, or it was just, you know, Simpsoning the Simpsons of the Simpsons Simpsons or something like that. I don't know. Damn. Again, not a Simpsons fan, so. Yeah, we got something from you at least. Yeah, squirrels. Me. I'll take the victory. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, any last thoughts about this one before we move on to second story? Even if it moved fast the, the, uh, with enough jokes being blasted at you, it worked. Cool. All right. Uh, David, tell us about segment number two, Master and Cadaver. If you can even remember it, because I sure as shit don't. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and Godspeed, oh, sir. This is a test. <laughs> well, I'm going to fail then. We are. I swear to God, we were paying attention. It's it. just really that forgettable. It's, I mean, Marge and Homer 
doing a second honeymoon, basically. Um, they're in uncharted waters. Um, he rented a yacht or whatever. But, I mean, it started off with a, the great white swimming in the water and then jumps on the boat and spits out Homer for some reason. Hold, by the way, which is... Okay, The Simpsons, weird, yep. didn't make sense, but... And I was just like, man, it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Christ. Way he too had wine. casually. He had wine, or he had wine, right, with him? Yeah. Or some kind of hard liquor. It was Mo, it was Moe's Champagne. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what was it? Moe's Champagne. Moe's Champagne. Okay. So it's probably Moonshine. <laughs> but yeah, they're in Second Honeymoon. Um, they're, I guess Homer's trying to get busy... Or wants to get busy with, you know, his wife as, you know, normal. But there was a lot of sexual window here where his ringtone insinuated that he had a boner when she was taking her prom. It's like, oh, wait, my phone. Uh, I got was, a text. All right, that was pretty fun. It was. It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great. We're trying yeah. really hard here. Yeah, but he gets, you know... Um, a full stop because there's a guy like, apparently stranded on the water. He's on the boat and March, you know, asks Homer to bring him up and he grabs like a fishing hook. There's a guy almost there and grabs the, the guy by the, the mouth and pulls him up aboard. Um, the guy explains that he was from a different um, boat or whatever. He was a chef there and he was trying to stop um, somebody poisoning the whole crew. And he got kicked off the boat um, and stranded or whatever. So during like the time on the boat, they get kind of suspicious of him, and maybe like yeah. he had something to do and with at the first poisoning. Homer thinks he's trying to seduce Marge. Yeah, which more sexual innuendo here, where his glasses or sunglasses are like half broken. Yeah. So one of the, one of the lenses are missing, and it, he's trying to contact somebody on the radio, and it looks like he's twisting Marge's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> So he gets upset, takes his sunglasses out, and he's, you know, working the knobs on the radio. Um, and then he bakes a pie. Yes, because the on the poison the poisoning on his original boat, it was supposed that the pie was poisoned. Yeah. So he makes Marge and Homer a pie, and that's what makes Homer suspicious. Home, uh, Marge thinks he's just telling the truth and that the pie is clean, but they throw it out the porthole. And they see that it killed a shark. But it's rhubarb. But it's rhubarb. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. So after their suspicions and they realize that maybe he had something to do with it, they have a plot to basically get rid of him yep. and kill him. Which Homer says, when we need to think of something fast because he's making scones. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my question is, where is he getting the materials to make this? And Homer says, they should have called this one recipe for murder. And Marge asks, what do you mean this one? And only one of us in this room laughed at that. Mark, we're looking squarely yeah, we're looking uh, at yeah, you. I did look, look right at that. Not only that, I laughed and I turned right to Zach. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. This joke was written for you. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> that was written for you, bro. Like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> got done going on a rant about that shit in the next episode they're just like oh we heard you we heard you 10 years ago motherfucker but we heard you the um uh, dude uh, i was like that's the most meta uh, simpsons had gotten up until that point and, no shit and i was like that's that's fucking fantastic they finally take their name seriously i will tell you this i will remember i will not remember this episode but i sure shit will remember, remember that, that joke, joke. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, so Marge seduces the guys, gives them, um, or asks them to um, oil her or whatever. Uh, and then <laughs> Homer's ringtone goes off again, got insinuating text. that he got, yeah, he got a text, insinuating that the guy got a boner watching Marge. <laughs> Put on a sunscreen. Yeah. And then Homer basically um, turns the sail around, knocking him out, uh, essentially burying him at sea. And he grabs like a hose and just sprays him out <laughs> overboard. Eh. Yeah. Then they come across the the actual boat he came from, which which was called um, the Albatross. Albatross. They go on board. They see the crew. They realize that he was actually telling the truth. So they knew they fucked up. Yep. And it turns out the guy was alive and somehow caught up to them on that boat. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was weird. But anyway, they also realize that the guys weren't actually dead because one of them gave everyone the antidote because he had suspicions of that they were going to be poisoned that night, so. Which, okay. The, Uh-oh. Like, when they brought in the um, the poisoning, the flashback with the guy, that's where this segment kind of lost something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where it becomes nonsensical, where it's like, I think they say, like, the guy's been lost at sea for, like, a week. So you mean to tell me that these people who took the antidote have just been lying there still, <laughs> looking like they were poisoned for a week. Also, where yeah. the fuck's the guy that poisoned them? Yeah. Which, which, Zach, which part of the True. 13th um, is one nope, of Nope, we're not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it too much. <laughs> Seriously, don't. You'll, you'll hurt your head. But everyone's starting to, you know, come to, and Homer, re- well, they kill the, um, the guy with, I don't know his fucking name. The guy they rescued. The, the, the guy voiced by Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Well, thought that was Hugh Laurie. They, they, you know, kill him. And Marge is like, why did you do that? It's like, well, he's going to go and tell people we tried to kill him. So we got to kill him. We had to kill him. <laughs> Pure and simple. Logic. Yeah, logic. Yeah, tr- trying to kill somebody is, some, is something that you kind of have to commit to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to be 25 years regardless. But then everybody else wakes up and Homer just starts killing everybody. He even kills a pelican by throwing a swordfish at it. Leaving yeah, no witnesses. That was extra. Yep. That's definitely like leaving no witnesses. Oh, which before that, um, the guy said that the pie he baked for Homer and Marge was not poisoned. That the shark was actually killed by the fuel leaking from the back of the boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all these yep. dead, like a giant octopus out there. Squid. There's a squid. squid. Sorry, Marge can't live with the fact that what they did. Uh, she poisons. She eats a piece of the pie to poison herself. Then we, you know, realize that. It was all a just baby's imagination. It was all yeah. Maggie's imagination. Maggie had a couple toy boats in the bathtub. Yeah. And Homer's just like, do you ever wonder what she thinks about? And Marge's <laughs> like, just sunshine and rainbows. And then they did this weird clockwork, clockwork orange, orange thing yeah. with Maggie. That was just out of nowhere. It was weird. I had no reason to be there. No. Like, they could have they just ended it with Marge saying, just sunshine and rainbows and just have just a close-up of Maggie. And that's it. But instead they had to go just... It'd make a Echo. clockwork orange reference that just doesn't Didn't make sense. sense. No. Doesn't make sense, doesn't belong, didn't need to happen. And nope. yeah, This one was on the lower side of average for me. This mm. one was completely forgettable. Yeah. Like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember. I already said it. I'm gonna remember one joke from this, and then that's it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. like it's it's not terrible as I'm watching it. It does drag a little, but yeah, like you guys said, it's it's difficult to remember. It is. I mean, I remember 
you know, Dead Calm, and then the book that it's based on, it's, you know, better than yeah. Which, the, the only reason I know that this is a spoof of Dead Calm, because I've never seen Dead Calm, never. is because I remember when this episode first, after this episode first aired, there was some website that wrote an article saying, The Simpsons finally gave us the Dead Calm parody that nobody was looking for. <laughs> Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because Deadcom was what, 1989? Yeah, 88 yeah. or 89. I, 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 I never even heard of it. Look, I I'm remember sure the we book could, more. I never watched. I'm sure we could the film a though. parody that at least somebody would remember. This is something that it's just like, look, it's not bad, but again. I watched the whole thing. I remember watching it. I just don't remember anything that happened. Yeah, here's the plot of Dead Calm. After a tragedy, John Ingram and his wife, Ray, are spending some time isolated at sea when they come across a stranger who has abandoned a a sunken ship. Stars Nicole Kidman, Sam Neill, and Billy Zane. That's interesting. It really is. That's an interesting cast. Yeah. Good cast, too. Have to watch it one of these days. I'm I'm sure it's a good movie. I've just never seen it. Yeah, me either. This one, eh, very meh. Yeah, like, yeah this is probably the most meh of meh episodes yeah. we've seen. Because like I, I'm in it at the beginning, before the before they come across the guy, and it's just Homer and Marge there. Then it kind of loses something once the guy actually comes in. But you're, st- but I'm still in it. But then once the people start waking up, it's like I'm just ready for this to be over with. So with that, Zach, tell us about segment number three, <laughs> Tween Light. <laughs> oh god. We all know. laughed and looked directly at Zach as soon as we saw the I title. God, yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't think this was gonna happen, but of course it was bound to fucking happen. 2010 Twilight. Jesus fucking Christ. So yeah, Tween Light is clearly a Twilight spoof, and for once the title actually makes sense with the goddamn story. Not for once. You've been saying for once a couple times now, so they, they've gotten better, and you, you know You have it. no proof of this. Actually, we got about 20 episodes worth of proof, but move on. Anyways. Yeah, this one, uh, the title actually makes sense, thank God. Um, yeah, this is um, a Twilight spoof. It's okay. It's not bad. You know, there's a few funny moments. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays the vampire, right? He yep. does play the yes, vampire. Yes, that, that is correct. So, yeah, he's the little Edward kid. Um, you know, the beginning of the episode, Lisa and Bart are walking to school. All the girls are just staring at this one guy just going nuts over him. Bart asks, the hell are they staring at? Something you'll never get a girl to do. And then Bart rips off his shirt, throws the shirt over his shoulder, and then his gut just pours out all over the screen. And he just goes, oh, and then walks off screen all depressed. It it, it got a little personal for all of us. Especially Mark. But anyways. I'm confident with my body, so. At least one of us is. I literally turned turned to Zach and I was like, oh, it's Zach. And he's like, like, no, that's you. And then Brandon's like, that's all of us. (laughs) And then, and then we all shut up after that. David's just like, I'm married. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 it doesn't mean true. that it's not inaccurate. Either way. Okay, so the little mm-hmm. Edward kid vampire thing, whatever it is, uh, decides to walk over to Lisa, and apparently he, he he's choosing her, whatever. She's beautiful, I guess. I don't know. And then every vehicle in the world tries to run over Lisa, apparently. And then you got that cliche shit from the Twilight trailer yeah. where Edward just cops in front and just stops the vehicle. Let's see, there's the there's the the hippie. It school. starts with Otto behind the bus. Yeah, he's like, 
Why does my room have a steering wheel grow? <laughs> <laughs> that was like, perfect. What the fuck are you doing? There's like hippie posters all over the windows and shit. It's like, oh, that Jesus was, Christ, that man. That was great. That, that, that was great. That reminds me of the beginning of just a normal episode. And this is probably one of my favorite auto moments. Where it starts with him at an award ceremony. And he's holding this trophy. And he's like wearing a suit. He's like, wow. It, it just means so much that you've awarded me the award for safest bus driver. And then you just hear Milhouse yell, Otto, wake up! And it turns out Otto was asleep while driving the kids to school. And they end up in like a car wrecking yard and the bus ends up in one of the car compactors. Oh, and the compactor dude. just start, comes down on the bus and everyone starts running towards the back exit screaming. The compactor just eats up the car, squishes it to like miniature size, spits it out, and Otto's just like, so, uh, who can keep a secret? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, let's see. First the school bus tries to run her over, then I think a cop car, then the clown car, and then for some reason, Otto got out of the school bus, ran, grabbed one of those stupid, what the fuck I are those? I think it's called Segway? A Segway, uh, Segway yeah. The thing that Paul Bart uses yeah. in Mall Cop, yeah. And then Edward just stops it with his fingers. Just like, and, and even Otto's is like, me again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck am I doing? All right. So, yeah, uh, Edward brings uh, Lisa to a forest. They do that whole bullshit tree hopping thing that they do in the movie. The and Twilight thing. Yeah, sure. Um, Edward r- reveals that he's a vampire. Lisa, oh my god, you're a vampire. I love you. Then ah. we get a little piece from Millhouse. Oh yeah, that's right. He's at the bottom of the tree. He sees it. He's like, I'm getting angry. I'm changing. He turns into a fucking poodle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it checks out. I was gonna. I, I thought he was gonna turn into like a Pomeranian or something. So I wasn't too far off. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty close. You're yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So Lisa invites him over for dinner and everything, and he ends up showing up with his father because apparently he needs a chaperone. And his father is actually Dracula, and Edward is super embarrassed of his father. Oh, d- don't forget, before they showed up, Lisa's talking to Homer. He's like, don't embarrass me. And Homer's like, right, right, not going to serve garlic, oh. not going to stab them in the heart with a steak, not going to ask them if they know Frankenstein because it's racist somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they show up. Homer keeps asking Dracula a bunch of random vampire questions, and Dracula's like, you know, I do other stuff other than vampire stuff. Brings out a trumpet and starts playing. Edward gets super embarrassed. Lisa's just like, don't worry, look at my family. Homer's dancing with the dog to the trumpet. And by the way, he's like, what are they having for dinner? Oh, yeah, that's right. Flanders is dead. (laughs) And they're having Flanders for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they could have done a little bit more with that, but they didn't. Anyways, moving on. So... Lisa and Edward run off because Lisa wants to become a vampire. Marge is just like, the hell with that picture day's tomorrow. And she's not going to have two freaking bite marks on her neck. Since Dracula and Homer out to find him. They go to uh, this little vampire town. And you got like Simpsonized versions of all the like famous vampires and everything yeah, like that. You got the that. Gary Oldman Dracula. You had Blackula. You had Grandpa from the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, you had like Kate Beckinsale from Underworld. You had Count Dracula. I didn't see Count Chocula. Count Chocula was in the background. uh, Was he in the background? who is their version of Elvira. And then you had the Count from Sesame Street, 
who was in the midst of biting Big Bird in the neck, and you see this blood pouring out of Big Bird's neck. You know, I didn't see that. I was too busy paying att- paying attention to the ridiculous-looking count that I didn't even notice the bloody Big Bird on the floor. The, uh... They kissed two times. They, they, they were, yeah, they were like, have you seen these two kids showing pictures? Yes, and they were sneaking kisses. One, One kiss. kiss. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> two kisses. Ha, ha, ha. And you can see both Dracula and Homer are super fucking annoyed by it. Just like I was. That, that, that's not their best joke with the Count from Sesame Street. I forget what episode it was. It was a regular episode. But Marge was talking about how out-of-towners make her uncomfortable and she doesn't even like the count on Sesame Street and just shows the count is like ha 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 and Marge is like go back to your own country and I was like whoa Marge <laughs> the, um, I don't know I think the funniest count joke I've ever seen before was a family guy Meg takes off her shirt one nipple uh 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 two nipples uh 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 three. Oh god fuck this I'm out of here <laughs> like, holy shit I've not seen that, but somehow I knew that's where it was going. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, um, oh yeah, and then also he could time the lights. Dracula can time the lights because he's on a night schedule. Which is also wait, wait, hang on. He drives a fucking Prius. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I was so disappointed in that. Like a muscle car or something blasting techno music. Any well, I guess that's car is cooler than that. Well, David hunts the vampires. Yeah. True. Actually, that would make a lot of sense. A, a vampire hunter would drive a muscle car, yeah. and then the actual vampire would drive the opposite of it, a Prius. It does blend in. We're very environmental Nobody friendly. would pay attention to it. No, yeah. nobody would. No, everybody would pay attention to it. He's like, this fucking loser drives a Prius. Especially considering it was a beige Prius. <laughs> like, the most basic of be- Priuses. God. Anyway. All right, anyways. So yeah, uh, Lisa and Edward are climbing up this uh, clock tower, and they're about to do the deed. And Homer and Dracula climb up as well. Lisa finds out that if she gets bit, she's going to stay eight forever. And she doesn't want to do that because she doesn't want to use the children's scissors for the rest of her life. Because she has to obey the rules. And it's Lisa. That's what she does. Yeah, so there's a fight that ensues. And it ends with Edward and Dracula drinking Homer's blood instead of Lisa. And they die because of the... Um, it's full of cholesterol and not the good kind. That... And they both get fat. Yeah. Very fat. And, and die. And Homer becomes a vampire. But apparently cholesterol kills vampires. That's news to me. But Homer becomes a vampire and then he's like, woohoo, I'm a vampire. Turns into a bat who's really fat. Tries to fly, but he's so fat that he can't support his own weight. And so he ends up falling, dying on the steps. And then Poodle Millhouse comes and just picks him up. Walks <laughs> off. End of episode. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fun. The uh, this is a fun episode. It's actually my second time seeing this segment. I think I walked, I I came to hang out with you guys one day, and then you actually had this on. So I ended up watching this the second time I watched it. I caught a lot more shit this second time around. It's a funny episode. It's it's a fun one. Not one of the one, not one of their best. I don't know, like the whole Dracula being the dad subplot. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. There's some ridiculous stuff in Twilight. And they did a really good job at spoofing the stuff at the beginning of the story. Yeah. So I kind of wish they kept that same momentum going throughout the episode. I'm going to give them props for not being another... Because I, I was criticizing them in the beginning for just being complete you know, rip-offs mm-hmm. of the movies they were ripping off, but not doing anything funny with it. So 
I, I give them credit for at least trying to mix it up a bit in here. Like, you start off pretty strong, but the end just kind of went very, meh. Yeah, because, like, there's so much ridiculous stuff in Twilight. Like, I, I, I do feel there's enough material from that to carry its own little segment. And especially since they were doing a good... Because, like, even though the stuff they were making fun of was directly from the movie, like, the bus stopping thing that is straight out of the movie oh yeah looks and exactly that was like funny. it it was ridiculous it's like yeah the yeah. especially with the clown car thing the whole thing with auto like that oh, was the whole funny auto was hilarious yeah and even the um stuff in the trees worked for me so it's like they did a really good job with the first half of this episode just aping twilight and doing a good sure. job at it and then they just went to the whole dracula it, dad it, thing instead it's funny they finally get it right and then they fuck it up by not doing the one thing that we kept critic it's yeah like (laughs) fuck it's it's simpsons you know it's funny that you're mentioning this stuff right now like i i'm thinking about the time that this was and 2010 so this so they're writing in 2009 so as the first one came out i believe correct first one came out in 08 in 08 so the second one was was just about to come out they're probably already showing trailers at this point no, it would have been the third one. Sure, it wasn't the second the one. There, was there were some there quick turnaround times in these movies. But they write this in 09. It's always the year before. Yeah. Uh, so the sec- so first Twilight was 08. Second one was 09. Oh, wow. So Three was, was 10. I, remember, I specifically remember that there was legit less than a year between the releases mm-hmm. of 2 and 3. That checks out. I think it was, it was, like, se- it was, I think it was only like 8 months or something like that. It was that. super popular. Like so, and then it. 4 was 2011 and 5 was 2012. So it was literally Jesus. just 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1 a year for 5 years. That is insane. Again, those movies weren't good movies. No, they no. were terrible movies. But, but I will tell you this, though, considering the time... Is I understand why they they squished it up a little bit halfway through is because everyone and their brother was doing a fucking parody of Twilight all this the way is through. True. So like, but everyone. they were actually doing a good job with theirs. They they were they were, and I think whereas uh, a lot of people just kind of took the whole, um, like what was that one? It wasn't like it was like. It was in the style of like scary movie and epic movie. Oh, oh I think it was called vampire movie. That was it. So it wasn't like like a lot of people were doing Twilight spoofs like that. Whereas this one, The Simpsons were actually doing. Some, they they were legitimately just like pointing out how ridiculous it was. Oh yeah. Rather than just like here's a scene from Twilight and we're gonna put like fart jokes in it or whatever. Oh yeah, well those movies are <laughs> terrible too. But yeah, um, but I, I I think I understood why they made that decision is because they didn't want to be, regardless of the effectiveness of the rest of the parodies, they didn't. I guess they didn't want to be a hundred percent a Twilight parody because everyone was doing That's it. That's fair. The um and I and I imagine they wanted just, to be a little bit more unique. I understand that, but just looking back now, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, ten I, years later, it's like th- this really is, or at least the first half of this segment is one of the best Twilight spoofs. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if Family Guy did a Twilight spoof, I'm sure they I, did. I, I don't, just, I don't like maybe some individual jokes. Well, but the, I, I know they've done a yeah. Twilight joke here yeah. and there. I just but can't remember. Probably not an outright yeah, I don't, spoof. I don't, okay, yeah, no, that's uh, fair. They they haven't so. done a spoof, but yeah, I don't I don't think that there was ever a Twilight spoof. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure um, they have their Twilight jokes. I think it was a really good idea that they have Daniel Radcliffe um, yeah. uh, play this part <laughs> um, instead of him just doing a straight up Harry Potter um, uh, um, parody. This is a much better use of, uh, of him. I think it was really fun to have him do this episode. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I like this one. It's just there are those disappointing elements to it. But overall, 
It was solid. Yeah. It was solid. It had some good jokes in there. Yeah. Made me laugh. Entertaining. Oh, yeah. This is what I was going to say. They did, like, they had a good setup with Millhouse. Like, I think it could have done a lot of funny stuff with that, but they did nothing! Oh, yeah. That, that's the route they could have gone, because there yeah. is the whole Edward Jacob mm-hmm. rivalry, werewolf vampire thing. And considering this came out after the second movie was already yeah, released, yeah. there's plenty of dumb jokes you can make. Like, these movies are bad. There's plenty of shit you can make fun of just off the first movie alone, but you had two movies. And if you had the courage to actually sit through the second one after you saw the first one, my God, man. To be fair, okay, I have seen the first two. Okay. Um, I rented cool. the first one because basically somebody said, you can't make fun of it unless you've seen it. And I'm just like, fair, fair. Like, that, that, that definitely, I was called out and I was like, okay, you're, you are 100% right. And so I rented it. And for me, whenever I see a movie or watch a movie, I don't care what I thought about the trailers or what I've heard about beforehand. Once I am sitting in that theater or pressing play on the Blu-ray, once I am actually starting the movie, everything goes blank for me and it's the movie has a clean slate to win me over. (laughs) Twilight did not. So... I remember... It is bad. No, so this was my reasoning for seeing it. So I remember hearing about it, and like everybody was making such a big fuss about it, so I was just like, all right, let me see what the fuck this this shit's about. I was just curious. Wow, this movie was fucking trash. And then that's after that everybody else I knew started seeing it. You know it's going to be bad, but nothing can prepare you for how bad it really is. So so here's the thing. Mm. I didn't even... I wasn't hearing about it from anybody's word of mouth at that point. Like, it was just, I'd seen the trailers. I knew people. some people were excited for it, but none of my friends saw it. And, I, yeah, so I was just like, all right, let me see what the hell this is about. This was fucking stupid. Yeah. And then the reason I saw the second one is because uh, my family's cable box broke. And so when they brought us the replacement, they gave us, like, a week of, like, HBO and Cinemax for free. So I kind of used that as the opportunity to watch a whole bunch of movies I wanted to have seen otherwise. Like I just didn't feel like renting. So it's like that's how I saw Transformers 2. Um, that's how I saw Knowing with Nicolas Cage. And then that's when I saw New Moon, the second Twilight movie. And I will say on a filmmaking technical level, the second one is a much better movie. But nothing happens in it. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. Nothing happens. Like... I watched it because my wife, before we got married, made me watch it. She's like, you like it, you like it. I was like, I I kept just like, I don't want to deal with the sparkling vampires. I just don't. I just kept kept putting off and putting off. I have a funny story about Twilight. So a buddy of mine, he was dating this girl uh, at the time. He had been dating her for a couple months. And she was just like, I really want to go see this movie. Let's go see it. And after they went to go see it, he immediately dumped her. Wow, that is very nice. I remember after the trailer for the second one came out, there was somebody on the internet just to show just how poor the technical aspects were for the first one. Actually, recolor graded frames of the first one to match the color grade of the second one, and it it, and it's like the shots are immediately so much better. Wow, I I saw the first one um, after I saw the second one. Because I saw the second one in theaters because of 
Let me the, guess, you were trying to get laid. No, no, I was dating a girl <laughs> at the time who dragged me to the uh, to the to the theater. Okay, so this is the honest perception of of the two, because I actually that was something that was presented to me just the same as Brandon was. I shit on him a lot of the time. This is coming from a guy you know who was big into the. You know, in Batman Begins and becoming slowly becoming a, a Nolan s- snob at the time, somebody presented me with that argument as well. They said, well, you can't make fun of it unless you've fucking seen it. And and here was my my very diplomatic response to it. Um, not my movie. I'm not the fan base for it first. That's number one. Number two is you had a somewhat interesting concept. Not the romance, but another thing with, with them about a group of vampires that don't participate with killing humans. That's interesting. And you had a couple good actors sprinkled in into a horrible script, into a melodramatic teen romp that would make an episode of One Tree Hill Blush. (laughs) And arguably the stupidest (laughs) game of baseball, and I've seen Major League Part 2. The um uh, that was the most like Dragon Ball C uh, Dragon Ball, Ball Z, 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 F- C No Dragon Ball C Dragon Ball Z evolution <laughs> bullshit that I have ever seen in my life. Like it was it was like Avatar Last Airbender bullshit. Well, I believe uh, the that um, and Dragon Ball Z were the same year. So so, so it, it just it was one of those things that like for every one thing it did right, it did ten things wrong. The um and I and I went and I went fuck dude can this movie ever just do like like I was literally like I wanted it to do things that were good and it would do one good thing and I'm like oh holy shit do one good thing and then like ten other bad things would happen and I'm like this is really shoddy craftsmanship for the sake of that and 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 I and I feel awful for some of these fucking actors who are actually trying to do the best that they can with some bullshit. And I'm not talking about the two leads. I'm talking about the girl's dad, who was who was actually pretty good in the film who played the sheriff, dealing with all the bullshit. Um, the one of the brothers who was who was really charismatic, and I'm like, you were the wrong fucking movie. You bro. have Anna Kendrick in those movies. That's another. Wasn't thing. that like one of her first movies? Because I think, I think so. that's the and first she's, thing and I she's, saw her. And she plays. She plays. Well, it was at least Kendrick. one of her breakouts. The uh, when she plays Anna Kendrick, there's yeah. the, you know there's no doubt about it. Um, one of the brothers is a, uh, a bigger built guy. He kind of has a cool bravado to him, but I'm like, dude, you're in the wrong fucking movie, bro. Like, I wanted him to have his own movie. Like, like you belong in your own movie over there. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, interesting subplot um, stuff. The whole, you know, family fights that were going on and some of that shit, you know, was interesting, poorly executed, along with a very poorly put together romance that didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Long story short, Twilight is a horror film because it made a lot of people suffer. Because <laughs> it made Mark suffer. Yep. All right. Uh, funniest moment? Auto. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I'm going to have to go with the meta joke. Um, that's, that's, it, it's, and it's, it, it's funny because of us more than it's funny because of the actual episode itself. But the whole thing about the titles was 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 pretty fucking funny. But I am gonna tie it though with the auto, um, the auto joke because that one's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the auto joke, and then my second is gonna be the ringtone for Homer's <laughs> cell phone. All right. Um, so my funniest moment is also the exact same moment for 
creepiest, scariest, grossest, or in this case, I'm going with most violent moment, and that is Rod and Todd Flanders' death. That was pretty great. It too. was both yeah. funny, and they literally just became a pool of blood. So that's also my pick for most violent moment. Nice. Um, so let's just go into what are your guys's creepiest, scariest, grossest, most violent moments? Well, Can anybody even top that one for no, this one? No, no. I would the prob- damn moment. Yeah, that was it. Was definitely the damn moment. I would probably tie that with the hanging thing because it was it was fucking eerie. Like it, was, it, it, it just ends on silence. It ends on silence, and I'm like, I'm like, oh well, shit. Like I'm gonna add in, like I know it's not part of the category, but like darkest. Oh my! We we've been adding to this category as we've gone along. Yeah, yeah. Like it used to just be scariest, creepiest, or grossest. Then, like a couple episodes ago, I added most violent. So let's add dark to there as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. And Zach's actually thinking about this. The, uh, Again, my problem is I'm just desensitized and don't care. So that's why it's like. I hate this one because I don't but know what to choose. You can still differentiate tones. Yeah, but it's so it's even though if if it doesn't affect you that way, you can still judge a tone. So what's something that fits? And we have like five specific adjectives in this category now to, that you can choose any one. There are no wrong answers. Stick, 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 around, stick around for a few more episodes we'll have three other adjectives to add to this fucking list. <laughs> David, did you pick one? Yeah, my, mine was the um, the same one as yours. Okay. The um, Flanders kids getting crushed by marbles, but I'm going to switch it and do the hanging because that was, for me funny and dark at the same time as it for you was the you know flanders kids getting crushed so yeah I'm gonna they switch. Just became a glob of blood yeah <laughs> nothing it's crushed and choose all the dead animals in the ocean due to the oil spill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, nice 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 i like, you just I, have the one squid just rise up yeah. that was actually pretty cool yeah the, uh, that was actually that campaign. that actually was like probably one of the other highlights of that episode besides it being pretty forgettable yeah i mean what should he do like what should homer do <laughs> fix the goddamn motor <laughs> pretty much make a commercial um, apologize least should... favorite segment two. Oh yeah two yeah definitely two yeah. It's, yep. it's a, it's strictly a, on the basis no that i don't remember what contest. the hell happened yeah it's it's yeah it's just an incredibly boring episode and forgettable episode overall to the um, highest degree favorite segment Three. I'm going to go with the first one just because of how rapid fire it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, I also liked three as well, but I definitely went into my specific criticisms for that. I'm going to go with three just solely on the basis that it impressed me that it was able to actually, you know, spoof Twilight and do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least for the True. most part. It kind of dropped the ball halfway through it, but the beginning part, I was with it. Yeah. It, the Again, beginning that was, joke was really hilarious. Yeah, the, the beginning really was a great A Twilight spoof. Yeah, I'm gonna go with one, uh, just definitely for the rapid fire joke. Um, uh, the uh, Juman Chance is a special place in my heart um, from childhood. So, and it had a really dark ending as well. It did, and I and I dug that. It's just it so disappointing. I don't know. They just yeah. didn't do anything I wanna, funny. I, I want to pick yeah. three for me mainly because one I was like an in and out. Um, the second one was. Third one, you know, they did do the spoof well. Um, and then, you know, the movie actually did get laid in the end. So, happy memories. There you go. <laughs> Fair so enough. Split down the middle. 
All right. So thank you all for listening to our episode talking about Simpsons Trials of Horror 21. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, check out all of our previous ones if you haven't already. You can also listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast, wherever podcasts are available. Also be sure to check us out at Midwest Horror Network on all of our social media, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Slasher. And of course, if you are watching us on YouTube, go ahead and uh, smash that like button and stab that subscribe. And then also make sure you click that little dingy bell so you can be notified every time we drop content on the Midwest Horror Network. Also, if you are checking us out on Spotify or any other uh, podcasting streaming platforms, uh, go ahead and press that follow button so you can also be notified every time we drop any of our Nightmare Podcasts or any of these lovely special episodes that we're doing right now. Thank you so much for listening, and we will all see you tomorrow. Happy October 21st.